0: Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Justice is Served, we talk Joe Arpaio convicted, Kim Kardashian sued for $100 million, and did the White House work with Fox News to deflect from the Russia probe. Stay tuned for this and more. You are tuned into Black Hollywood Live's Justice is Served.
1: Our song is coming. Any moment now. Shaki, (laughs) you want to start to sing it? Oh, Oh, there we go. There we go. I'm a little weary of using this song, but it's a good song.
0: The a legal shot. A legal shot.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Nice play on that. All right. Welcome, everyone. This is Justice is Served. I almost just want to let the song keep going because it's so fun. Anyways. Welcome to Justice to Serve. My name is Chelsea Galicia. I'm joined by my co-host Shaka Smith, and we're here to give you the rundown of the latest in legal news. Big announcement before we begin. You may notice that we are in a different studio this week, and in fact, this is our sort of last um, episode on the network that we're currently on. We are migrating over to AfterBuzz TV, and have got some amazing changes in the works. And to do that, we're going to take a bit of a break, our summer vacation. Yep. I guess this is, I'm a, my hair, you know, yeah. already, I'm on summer vacation Got a little reggae
0: in the background. We're having a good time. Right. I'm ready for it. <laughs> so we're going to take our summer
1: vacation. We will be back September 6th yep. uh, on AfterBuzz TV with an all-new Justice is Served. But before we go, we will give you the rundown for this week. Yep. Um, starting with Sheriff Joe Arpaio. This is where I'm like, okay, there is such thing as justice. Finally, finally. I think it might be helpful if we (laughs) turn down the tunes as much as I love them. (laughs) And, um, this sheriff did not quite get shot, but yeah. Yeah,
0: get that legal shot. Sure. Uh,
1: so we've been talking about for a while that this guy who, you know, was the self-professed America's toughest sheriff he was the Sheriff Maricopa County in Arizona, and quite flagrantly racially profiled people to, pulled them over for whatever reason he could mm. come up with legal or not to see if they were here legally or not, and he was basically a you know his own deportation uh, assistant yeah. army exactly and uh, courts told him to stop that it was um, illegal and he didn't care.
0: Yeah, it seemed it st- started with a case, a uh, class action in '07, and a judge did find that they were sort of racially profiling um, those that were immigrants. And so, 2011, the judge said, "You have to stop doing this. You, you cannot continue to um, have these practices in your police department." Um, of course, Joe Arpaio was very vocally um, defiant. And refused to stop these practices and had them continue, even though now he says, you know, he was unaware of exactly what the order was pertaining to. Um, And so the judge. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he was he was confused and it was vague when the judge told him to stop the practice of racially profiling people.
0: Yeah, even though his own attorney had called him and let him know exactly what the options were and what to do. And he just simply refused. So um, this was justice because not only was he violating people's civil rights, he was violating the courts. The, the court told him, you are violating people's civil rights, you must stop.
1: So 2011, so he kind of got away with this for a long for time. For a while, yeah. Because yeah. It, was, it was only Monday of yeah. this week that he was finally convicted of contempt of court.
0: Yeah, and um, of course I believe he's appealing, so.
1: Whatever, I don't think that's going to go very far. Yeah. But um, this conviction... Leaves him vulnerable to some jail time.
0: Yeah, I think it's what six months in jail, but not not nearly as long as what he should be getting based on what he did and how how he probably destroyed several people's lives with this entire process.
1: And but just to be so disrespectful of the the justice system, the courts, like
0: the Constitution and the courts, you know.
1: Right, so six months is um not even a slap on the wrist, it's like a slap on the pinky, yeah, but
0: and of course he did something. lose um he did lose his reelection bid, so i was it paul um Paul Penzo now has the top job over there in Maricopa County and he's already dismantled some of the tents that remember uh, Joe Pio was fa- was yeah. famous for Tent City and trying to put prisoners in a way that he believed saved money for the state but it certainly was not humane.
1: Right, he had them out in like the in an outdoor hot jail, sun. yeah,
0: in Phoenix and you know. And
1: and had them the men wear like pink underwear Pink or underwear something. and they're
0: part of chain gangs had no salt and pepper was allowed. He said the taxpayer taxpayers were saving money by not providing salt and pepper to these um to these people in prison.
1: Wow, I didn't even hear of, of that. But yeah. um, okay, so he's 85 years old, yeah. um, and he faces up to six months. Which, if ever there were a case to go
0: the full, to the maximum, <laughs> I, can, I, I mean,
1: I can't, I can't see there is no viable, you know. Defense or or mitigating factor. The, the only thing
0: it, you think about is maybe the age and compassion, but then you think the, uh, of the compassion he didn't have for those people that he instructed to be pulled over. Well,
1: you know the the compassion thing played into um, Sheriff Lee Baca's yeah. sentencing because of the Alzheimer's, but I'm not sure if just age by itself alone
0: is enough. Yeah. Is enough?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he Arpaio believed he was healthy enough to run for. You know, another. re-election, so be top sheriff for another four years, mm-hmm. and so I'm sure he's well-suited to spend a solid six months in jail, although I don't know, good
0: if it'll behavior. If it actually happen, yeah.
1: Ugh. But, I mean, it does feel a little bit
0: Like vindication, sweet. yeah. It's a little
1: vindication for this guy. I mean, I hope they do the yeah. pink bra and panties and <laughs> leave him outside, and I know, you know, I'm gonna get, you know, hate messages for an eye for an eye, but Sometimes, sometimes...
0: It can be appropriate. <laughs> it can be
1: appropriate, yeah. Uh, and I certainly believe that this is one of those uh, those times. And,
0: and sadly, this is sort of like a last vestige of the Obama administration, because that's who it was prosecuted um, under. So I don't know if we'll see too many more of these sort of prosecutions of sheriffs going rogue um, going forward, but...
1: Well, that's not that fun, but I guess what else could we expect of yeah. this administration? I mean, yeah, I was going to say, well, who knows how how long Jeff Sessions is going to be around for? But I well, can't imagine yeah. that even if he was booted, he'd be replaced by anybody better.
0: And he just, yeah, I believe it, well, he just started the the probe into affirmative action uh, and how it's uh, disproportionately affecting white people. Yeah, so we'll uh, negatively that, yeah, hurting them. Exactly. Yeah,
1: that'll be an interesting thing to watch.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the DOJ's top priority right now. But
1: great, fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um, well, here's something. Have you ever applied to work at Bass Pro, the outdoor store?
0: Well, thankfully not, but it seems as if I did, I would not have been employed. <laughs>
1: right, but you maybe get it. You would have, perhaps, maybe... I mean, you and I both. Hispanic yeah. and black people yeah. were uh, discriminated against and qualified candidates for employment were turned away. Yeah. And now a class-action lawsuit has reached a $10.5 million settlement.
0: Yeah, I mean, this reminded me so much of the Abercrombie lawsuit many years ago. So it's just weird that this is still happening, that uh, whether or not that's your corporate belief that you're still not realizing that that's been rejected by the courts and, you know, you're going to get found out. Um, It just looks like they had refused to hire blacks or Hispanics um, for retail jobs. And they'd even retaliated against people that had reported their practices and um, expressed concern about this. Um, So it really started um, with one white employee had gotten fired by expressing some concern about the way some black employees had been treated. And that kind of got the ball rolling on this. And when the EEOC looked into it.
1: That's the Employment and.
0: uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Opportunity Commission. I knew that, and I
1: was just making sure everybody else knew that.
0: <laughs> and so uh, when they got a hold of this, um, they realized it wasn't just, I believe it was in Houston, it wasn't just in Houston that they were having these problems, it was nationwide. Um, and I believe it was blacks were underrepresented in 95% of the stores, and Hispanics were underrepresented in 70% of the stores.
1: So a good outcome took a little bit of a time to get there, yeah. as it usually uh, does, but, you know, if you were qualified candidate you um applied for a job there and didn't get it because you're black or hispanic you may be getting probably a very small piece you of this know, 10.5 million or, or
0: maybe large because you know i feel like a lot of people don't always fill out those cards that come in the mail so make sure you look for the cards that you, you opt into the the class action and you get your, your portion
1: yeah i mean the, the bummer with these class actions is that most of the money ends up going to the attorneys who brought the yeah. the suit and and in in somewhat fairness to them it's they took a big risk on this yeah. nobody was paying them up front to take this on and so they often front you know time and, and costs and all that stuff so they're the first to get paid and then the but, rest of the class splits the rest but
0: this looks like they'll get a decent amount um, and i believe uh, we also had with it John Morris the founder of Bass Pro Shops and he was he'd been accused of creating the profile <laughs> which was essentially White. If you were black or Hispanic, you didn't fit the profile. Yeah. Um, but part of the settlement was that his name had to be removed from any documents and regarding like,
1: this. O- overtly cleared. cleared. Like he it. did not, explicitly stating that he did not
0: discriminate
1: yeah. and come up with this system. Yeah, so
0: on Monday, right. an amended complaint was filed that removed his name from um, from this uh, lawsuit. Oh, thank goodness. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. So some good news for People have been discriminated against, and not so good news for Kim K this
0: week. No, yeah. Kim K really um, got hit hard by a $100 million loss. That's never good. Even if it's without merit, it's just never good to see you being sued for $100 million. And
1: I didn't know, but Kim's company's name is... Kim's a Princess, Inc.?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: okay, she almost deserves to get sued for that name, but, you know, First ca- Amendment, Free speech you can name your company virtually anything. It
0: did catch me by surprise. <laughs> um... But what we do know is it seems like so Kim is all over the internet, all over social media promoting the Lumi, which is this, you know, kind of full-featured light around your cell phone that kind of goes all the way around. Do you see it? I've never
1: seen anybody have
0: it. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some other hosts have the Lumi. Oh, around.
1: it goes to show around. how much I know about <laughs> taking the perfect selfie.
0: Yeah, so uh, so that's been what the, you know, that's what her kind of bread and butter is in terms of making a lot of money off the Lumi. I think she gets a large portion of the profits. Um but we have was it hushman Haruni um alleges that he's got a patent for um essentially what is the Lumi a string of lights around a um, cell phone for carrying case and that he had um licensed it licensed it to snaplight and so now they're alleging that they are out of profits on the order of a 100 million dollars Lumi has countered it and saying they have all the proper patents trademarks copyrights um, and that the case is without merit so it'll be interesting to see where it goes because they do have a patent um snaplight does so
1: so Snaplight has, well, they have the, the, they the have license to use this gentleman's patent, patent right? Yeah, and
0: Harouni's got the patent for integrated lighting accessory in case for a mobile phone.
1: I mean, usually it's like if you have a patent, you're pretty well covered. But yeah. then, you know, you look around and it's, it's, it's better protection than like a copyright or um, like, I'm sorry, a trademark, yeah. which which is something that's good only for you know a period of time in a certain region and a certain industry. So if yeah. you were to like, trademark a certain style of T-shirt, it might only be in whatever er- region you're selling it in yeah. and only for a period of time and in certain colors and certain shades of those colors, and has to be really, really specific. But a patent is a much bigger protection. Yeah. And so if you have a patent and you're claiming that your patent rights have been infringed upon, unless you're really wrong about the other... Technology and that the other technology is completely different, and it's not just a small, um, what is it, adjustment on your patent, then they are in violation of the patent. Yeah, and I I do
0: think just some of the language that um, Lumi used in countering saying they were first to market which tries to give you a better claim if you don't have the first patent. And so uh, it made me think that they do realize that there may be some merit here, even though they're saying there is none.
1: And what if Kim says, well, I had no idea about all of this. It's not my fault. I just got roped into this um, partnership. So is that a defense for her?
0: She may be able to extricate herself depending on what this partnership looks like between her and Lumi. Um, So if Lumi is simply just paying her as a spokesmodel, then she should be able to get herself out of this.
1: All right. So chances are it's a big lawsuit, but it's not going to come out of Kim's pocket. Exactly. I mean, the profits may go down of the company as a whole, and yeah. if she's got like a, a profit sharing deal, it might hurt her, but there's chances are right. no money is going to leave her pocket in... And go to somebody else,
0: and, I, and I'm sure if they find Snaplight and um, Mr. Haruni are in the right, they may decide to contract Kim and bring her over. So either way, she'll probably make money from oh, from a number and of so sources. I guess
1: a win-win for her. Yeah. Um, all right, and now this whole Doctor Luke Kesha saga is is not over. Yeah. And now uh, Lady Gaga has been dragged in, not even just to the conversation, because she's been sort of involved in the conversation for a while, but now legally. Yeah. Um, Dr. Luke's um, basically forced a subpoena to get her to testify in a deposition, saying that she's been uncooperative, yada, yada. Of course, Lady Gaga disagrees.
0: Yeah, so it looks like um, Gaga and Kesha exchanged a number of texts regarding this. And they're alleging that there was a smear campaign um, that the two were concocting, um, one of which Rakesha was trying to get Gaga to get Sony to cut all free ti- all ties, and another where she's trying to get Gaga to really promote promote the free Kesha brand or idea movement uh, movement exactly, <laughs> and what, it really was a movement yeah. there, right? Um, and so it, that's what the the heart is. And then Gaga did provide the text messages, but apparently they were so heavily redacted. You know, with, as if she provided nothing. So now they're saying they want the unredacted text in full.
1: And I mean, I wonder how they or what basis they had for redacting in the first place.
0: Well, certainly she's providing it voluntarily. They don't even need to provide a basis. So,
1: but if you know a subpoena's yeah. coming, if you redact, <laughs> yeah. I guess you're just trying to buy yourself time. A more time yeah. So uh, it. I mean, I I can't. I mean, this this would you know harm Dr. Luke's you know. Brand and yeah. business and profits, and so you know, if this was some sort of, you know, defamatory, um, defamatory movement against him, he does have the discovery rights to find out if there were conversations between the two, because yeah. those that conversation would not be protected, yeah, um, by any privacy laws.
0: And again, the the, the conversation might be—it's a risk, I think, on his part, because the conversation might prove that. He's guilty of all of this, you know. When two people are speaking in private about what's happened, there tends to be a little bit more um, reliance uh, on the fact that what they're saying is true. If they were never believed it, would be, it would go public, right? So,
1: so yeah. I mean, if it does say he did X, Y, and Z to me, yeah. Um, although, you know, that would be hearsay, because it's an out-of-court statement made yeah. to... Uh, but...
0: But he, he he's going to he's go after it for the defamation, yeah. and so it won't be offered for the truth of the matter, but simply... That, yeah. Yeah. yeah! Oh, man, okay, you've <laughs> got to be
1: a legal nerd to enjoy that little turn there. But, yeah, it's an exception to the hearsay rule, is that okay. if you, I mean, if you offer something that was out-of-court, a statement that's going to, like in this case, say... Dr. Uh, Luke um, abused Kesha. Yeah. If I offer it for that reason, it's hearsay. Yeah. But if it's offered for another reason, it's offered to show where I was Mental at the time, state of, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. then that statement is no longer considered hearsay, and it's admissible. Yeah, so, so
0: there is a little bit of risk in them trying to um, really make this part of the record.
1: And and that this statement or any of the statements involved in those conversations, those text conversations, could come back to bite him. Yeah. If the other lawsuits are still going, which yeah. I understand that they are, <sighs> okay, so... Uh, the, what's bizarre is that, like, I, I, I... Wasn't clear about whether this was they want her to sit for a deposition or they just want her to turn over the text messages or both because they want to cross-examine her about the text messages.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's both. Where they want the unredacted text messages and they want her to sit for a deposition no longer than three hours, <laughs> which you know, great to be I'm, grilled on your text messages for three hours.
1: Yeah, I know that's rough. I mean, when I was practicing, um, the rule in in work comp was that they had a maximum of eight hours yeah. so depositions and generally it wouldn't be eight hours in one day although i did have a handful of those but usually broken up into two maybe even three days yeah. but so three hours sounds like a long time and it is
0: but it's reasonable
1: but yeah all righty okay speaking of reasonable state of north carolina actually that that's actually coming up quick for the state of north carolina yeah. to get its its um gerrymandering all Fixed up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully you remember we've covered this case because gerrymandering is such a big issue, even though it's got a funny name and it's not a real sexy topic. Yeah. But the 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 manipulation of the district lines drawn by governors or governors' offices over the states, which affect how votes sort of translate into candidates yeah. and winners, Um you know, it can be manipulated to the point where it's illegal.
0: Exactly. In this, in this case, they really went by race, the predominant factor. Um, they wanted to limit, essentially, the black vote. And so what they did is they packed districts with several minorities, so a lot, a lot of African Americans. So you look so they, at a
1: map, and you, you think, like, okay, here's one district, here's another district, and here's another district, you know, and it's something that where it kind of makes geographical sense. Yeah. But what this Jeremy does, it's, like, draws a funky line
0: that carves around, yeah. so they basically carved around all these African Americans to put them into one district. So, okay, we're fine with having um, an African American um, representative or, or voice for African American people in that one or two districts. But you get
1: one or two, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, if we don't do them in an equal way, then you know we're not going to have sort of we're going to definitely have majority Republican districts and minority Democratic. And districts.
1: there's also a way to do it to dilute the vote so much that none of their votes really yeah, matter at all. So yeah. that's why race isn't. Um,
0: completely out as uh, as a factor. It just can't be... The predominant factor without a compelling reason.
1: Right. So they've got till September, which realizing now that it's already August, is coming up quick to redraw the district lines. Um, I I think there's a a good shot that these lines may be fair, given the the new governor there. So... uh, I hope it helps. I mean, it should help because the state of North Carolina is actually what's called a purple state, meaning pretty split evenly, blue, red, Democrats and Republicans, but Republicans have dominated so many a majority of the elected positions for a while now because of this gerrymandering. Yeah,
0: in the House they have ten um, Republican representatives and only three Democratic ones as a result.
1: Yeah, so uh, they better get their stuff together soon. And, and I think more and more we're going to see um, cases of other states having to do this exact same thing. Well,
0: I mean, again, with Wisconsin, the administration, it's a little tough. But yeah, if these yeah, cases have already begun, I think they'll they'll go to fruition.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. There were a number of cases that are already, already making their way the through pipeline. the courts. Yeah, so uh, I, I think as as we get closer to you know 2020 and there's the next census. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the issue of gerrymandering will get more attention.
0: Yeah, I, I believe Obama has been working on it uh, post-presidency because it's really how like how we're represented as a people, and it can be done in a way that really mutes um, a lot of people's votes. So it's a big issue that's not often paid attention to.
1: Yes, big deal, big deal. Uh, big deal. Okay, <laughs> all right. And um, finally, moving on to, gosh, we already at the end. Um
0: I Made mean, quick work with these stories.
1: This Fox News story oh, man. just gets, I would say, better be- and better. We saved the best for last. That's this true. Great. <laughs> I would say this gets better and better, but this is a really awful situation yeah. for the family of a murder victim. Yeah. So uh, we're talking here about Seth Rich.
0: DNC staffer. Yeah.
1: yeah, who was um, m- murdered on yeah. the streets in Washington. Some believed it was a robbery gone wrong.
0: Well, in some, the, the Washington police believed it was a <laughs> Including w- <laughs> authorities? Okay, fine. Minor detail.
1: But there was some rich Texan guy, yeah. Ed Butosky, who took it upon himself to hire an investigator mm-hmm. to look into this murder. And the investigator happened to be a paid contributor to Fox News.
0: Yeah, Rod Wheeler.
1: Uh, yes. And so he would go on to Fox News and... Um, And apparently say, or, and this is why he now is suing Fox News, said that Fox News manipulated, contrived, made-up quotes that he said he had sources linking Seth Rich... To WikiLeaks.
0: And that, yeah, and that he was somehow the leaker, and so it was not part of the Russian hacking, but rather the Seth Ritz that leaked to Wiki.
1: That it was an inside leak.
0: Exactly. And so it's, it's powerful to find that link and have someone that you can attribute that link to. Um, he, of course, says he never said such things. Um, he never made that link. Um, you know, he did his research and was able to ma- was unable to make that link himself. And you know the article did quote, because it was also written as well as on, on air, and the article written by Malia Zimmerman did quote some correct quotes from him, but also incorrectly attributed this this link between Seth Rich and WikiLeaks. And that's what he was really upset about.
1: And so now he has lost some job opportunities yeah. because his reputation, his credibility has yeah. been destroyed by this. And so he's now suing. So it's always great when a former Fox employee or contributor who is paid by them, because then Fox can't say, oh, they were just some random person who we had on. No, no, yeah. this was somebody that you trusted, that you thought was credible enough to put on your payroll.
0: But they may say he's got a grudge because he's also alleging some racial discrimination. Um, Rod Wheeler is black and he's saying that um, similar white colleagues of similar education and achievements are getting more airtime and, uh, and are getting permanent positions as well. And he also finds that there's racial discrimination going on at Fox News.
1: Do you think that the fact that Fox News has had so many problems with sexual harassment and lawsuits from successful you know, women who have sued them, yeah. that that's going to translate at all to his chances of success? Uh,
0: to a degree. just it, it does show sort of a, a pattern of, I mean, it's not going to necessarily go... A
1: pattern of being evil?
0: <laughs> you know, of treating people unfairly, let's oh, say. Oh, okay, fine. Um, it certainly won't be allowed in court, but it, it certainly doesn't help to know that these things happen in, you know, in people's minds. Uh, but I do think he's got a high degree, uh, a high chance of winning here because it does look like Malia Zimmerman. They have audio yeah. where um, he talks to uh, Malia Zimmerman, and she essentially admits to the fact that, yes, she kind of misquoted him, but she cannot change the article.
1: And the story gets even better yeah. because it goes all the way to the White House.
0: Oh, and again, yes. So he also gets word that Trump himself has seen the article and approved it and wants it out immediately to detract from the Russia probe.
1: And that um, he, Rod Wheeler, and the guy who paid the investigation, at mm-hmm. met with Sean former Spicer, yeah. press secretary Sean Spicer
0: yeah.
1: uh, about it.
0: And, and furthermore, uh, they did meet, so that's on the record, so we know that they met. Spicer later... Claimed to know nothing about this DNC staffer, even though he had a meeting about the DNC Spicer staffer. Spicer doesn't know up from down <laughs> at this point.
1: I, I, al- I almost, almost, almost feel bad for the guy, but not really. Uh, yeah, so it, that does not surprise me yeah. or anybody at all. in Sean Spicer n- denying it, anything I don't think is going to harm Rod Wheeler's case Yeah, at all.
0: Well, It was crazy a, to kind of go through this case and look. To see that they were trying to push a conspiracy theory, but this was in itself the conspiracy theory. I uh, know, like, it's a little
1: matrixy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, f- Fake News Central, also known as Fox News, <laughs> completely contrived a story. Yeah. And they. Have admitted that the story. W- well, they, they wouldn't well, use the word contrived. Well, they
0: re- they did in fact retract the story, and I believe it was where I wrote the words. It didn't meet their high editorial standard, their high degree of editorial scrutiny that they require.
1: Did you get, get have a little chuckle when of you course, read that? Of course, of course,
0: naturally. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, just checking. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if this had been on the other foot, if this had been on oh. M- MSNBC, this would be the only thing that you would hear about all day. All night.
0: Well, at the very least, Trump would be tweeting about it. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's really true. And so, um, next time somebody says Fox News is the credible news, you can yeah, point to this story. Right? This story. Um,
0: but it does seem like he, I mean, given the fact that it was retracted and that they have some audio and enough proof that the people knew that they were misquoting him, I think he'll have some success in this lawsuit. It'll probably be settled quickly.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of the show, the end of our season, and the end of our run with Black Hollywood Live. We'll migrate on over to the sister network after Buzz TV. We're going to come up with some new, fresh, exciting um, ways to bring you the legal news of the week. Make it fun. And Uh. we'll be back here on... Wednesday, September 6th, unless we do some kind of date change or day change. So uh, keep an eye out on my social media. Actually, forget that. Yeah, you could, at Chelsea Galicia, but better follow Shaka. (laughs) At
0: at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I will update you guys as to when we'll be back on. Yes. (laughs) All right. Until then, have a great summer. Bye, everyone.